What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Sadiq. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. We're going to go over a bunch of news. There's so much news to go over. From the Jamar Chase injury to the Kadarius Tony trade, we're going to go over wide receiver rankings. We're going to go over tight end rankings for week eight. We got to go over the Thursday, the, the Thursday night football game. There's a lot to go over this week, Zach. And there's a bunch of injuries going into week eight as well. So sit tight. This is a uh, an information-packed episode. Okay? Sit tight. Grab a coffee. It's Friday. Grab a beer if you need to. We're almost there. Let's get yeah. right to it, dude. Hi, first of all, Zach, how you doing, man? You doing good? Ready for the weekend? Yeah, I'm 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 so ready. You know, it was a long week. <laughs> it was a really long week. But um Lamar did me some favors last night. I had him in a few leagues. He did he did pretty well. Um overall fantasy output for that game was good. It was a quality game. You know, two games in a row on Thursday night. That that's a that's a good streak to be on. I'm not sure if we're gonna be able to keep it up next week because we got Eagles Texans next week. It's probably gonna be a blowout. But these last two games have been pretty good. Probably. Um didn't do so well on my higher lowers on underdog last night, right? The Mark Andrews injury didn't help. Uh, yeah. My Tom Brady once came through. He didn't throw a pick. He threw more than the attempts mm-hmm. I thought he was going to throw. Uh, Kate Otten, I had him at over 29.5 receiving yards. You know what his route percentage was yesterday? 92%. He ran around 92% of Tom Brady's routes. That's amazing. If you told me that, I'd be like, hell yeah, he's going over 29 receiving yards. Nine times out of 10. He's going to go over that receiving prop right there. <laughs> was that and the case? Same, same thing with Chris Godwin. You know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> oh, man. Whatever. Um, so many injuries in this game, dude. Rashad Bateman apparently yeah. tweaked his foot injury. So who knows if that affects his status going into week nine. Uh, Mark Andrews came into the game with a knee injury, left the game with a shoulder injury. Um, the Ravens have a bye after next week. Okay, so keep that in mind. That might affect their decision-making when it comes to both Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. Isaiah likely came in and he balled out six catches, 77 yards and a touchdown. The dude is really, really good. And I pick him up this week in case Andrews is out the following week. Remember bye week, the following week after week nine, week 10, they have a bye week. It's possible that it's going to be the Isaiah likely show uh, in week nine. So just keep that in mind. He did his thing. The dude is good. Really good. And every time yeah. he's had opportunity, he's done his thing. Yeah, it, it seems like Isaiah Likely, you know, he, he's a handcuff, which is weird to think about. You know, a handcuff at the tight end position, it doesn't really make sense. Um, but but I think that we saw what he was capable of. Obviously, I think we were a little bit higher on him than before he was even drafted, you know, with the rookie draft kit. Because of his athletic profile, he showed it last night. He looked really good in the stead of Mark Andrews. Even if Mark Andrews is down, I think that, you know, this offense will be able to stay afloat regardless of who is at tight end because Isaiah likely is that talented. Um, if Mark Andrews doesn't play, it looks like likely likely going to be a very nice asset for you. And, you know, at a tight end position that has zero depth whatsoever, you know, he, he, he could actually return some value, I think, if Mark Andrews would miss some time. He might jump right into the top 10. I can see it. I mean, I would probably rank – if Mark Andrews is out next week, I would rank – likely probably as a top four or five tight end to be honest with you like he's he's top that ten might be conservative yeah 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 I, I, honestly like because there's nothing there right <laughs> like he, he's probably gonna yeah he, i wouldn't be surprised if he's the overall tight end one on the week you know after it's all said and done um that's true. if andrews does miss 
Gus Edwards also left the game with a hamstring injury, so that's not good. I would assume he won't be the guy next week, uh, even with the extra time to rest. Again, you know, they have that bye after next week, so they might end up resting him. Kenyon Drake is likely next up. This time, I'm okay adding Kenyon Drake because, you know, it's it's attrition. It's a war of attrition at this point, right? Like, no J.K. Yeah. Dobbins, potentially no Gus Edwards. So it's going to be between Kenyon Drake and Justice Hill, right? So pick him up on waivers this upcoming week. I'll take Leonard, Kenyon Drake in a battle between him and Justin Hill. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, Leonard Fournette's day got saved with a touchdown. Uh, he saw 12 opportunities to Rashad White, seven opportunities. Rashad White continues to look good, but he didn't see as many snaps as he did last week in terms of like snap share between these two guys. Uh, but just expect these snaps and opportunities to go up and down as the season goes on. And it's going to be really hard to predict um, you know what what these snap shares look like, what these target, what these uh, opportunity distributions look like moving forward. It's going to be tough to gauge as of right now. Yeah, I, I think so. But for me, I'm anticipating. You know, it might be tough to gauge exactly how it's going to, um, you know, shake out at the end of the day. But I think Leonard Fournette is still going to end up, you know, with the majority of the carries, and Rashad White's going to uh, touch or opportunities, I should say, and Rashad White's going to end up with you know less or i think last night was a lot of opportunities for him um by his own standards so far this season i i don't think that it's going to be anything that rashad white's going to be challenging leonard Fournette. I, I don't see that so if i'm a leonard Fournette manager i'm not worried about it i'm not thinking that it's going to be a big issue obviously you want to see him touch the ball a little bit more in 12 times um that touchdown you know the bucks offense looked really good that first drive and then after that they just sputtered you know i think that kind of has to do with leonard Fournette underproducing. but overall i, I don't have anything to worry about I don't think there's anything to worry about with Leonard Fournette, even though Rashad White, you know, he has looked good. I'm not worried about him biting too much into Leonard Fournette's share of the pie. Who has looked better? Who looked better to you last night between those two guys? I don't, I don't want to play the game. So this is, this is the one thing. <laughs> I can see you put me, put me in the corner. Rashad White is younger, and he's getting touches through the air more than touches on the ground. Leonard Fournette is doing the dirty work. So, yes, it's easy to look flashy when Leonard Fournette's doing the dirty work. For a fantasy perspective, if I want to say – if you're talking about eye tests, the way they look when they have the ball in their hands, you know I'd say Rashad White. But usage, uh, Leonard Fournette, 100% all the way. I hear that. Now, you know, it it stinks because Leonard Fournette only got three touches the last two, less than 10 carries each of the last two weeks. It's something to be concerned about, I think. I think it's like this is not what you want from your RB1, right? Like this is a guy that we've been ranking in the top 10. Well, we didn't rank him in the top 10 this week, or did we? I don't even remember if we did or not. You know, we did because it was supposed to be a really, really good matchup. And it was a really, really good matchup. Yeah. He just didn't take advantage of it. So if he can't come through in a matchup like this, when is he going to come through? He's going to come through when he is given some hyper production. When he's, I'm sorry, when he's given a ton of touches. Like when he's given a ton yeah. of opportunity. Like we need the, to see it. We, we need to see it, you know, yeah, at the, one point. There's Faraz's tip of the day. You know, fantasy players will produce when they hyper produce. <laughs> all he needs is some hyper production that's all in you order need to put up some numbers just just one good drive <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> all right let's get into some news uh adam schefter reported that jamar chase could be sidelined for four to six weeks and can potentially go on short-term ir he's going to seek even more answers around this injury soon and hoping that he comes back with some good news or news that isn't worse than it already is uh but in the meantime T. Higgins is a wide receiver one going forward. Tyler Boyd is a top 24 wide receiver, uh, 
He's a top 24 wide receiver moving forward. I'm starting Boyd this week, yeah. but I am tempering expectations because the Browns have been the best team in the league defending slot receivers this year. I think that's fair, but I think ultimately both of these receivers are going to be good fantasy receivers. T. Higgins, you know, we said that if he's on a majority of other teams, on a majority of other teams, he's a wide receiver one. You know, he's just buried behind Jamar Chase. Now Jamar Chase is out of the way. T. Higgins is going to be clear wide receiver one moving forward. I think that he's going to have really nice upside for anybody that has him, especially after underproducing his past two weeks. You know, he hasn't really shown up, so I think he's going to finally, you know, be able to produce for those managers that have him. And then Tyler Boyd, you know, he had that great week last week, and we were saying to sell him. Now maybe, you know, we might have missed it a little bit. We, we might have missed the mark a little bit on it because Tyler Boyd's value is now, you know, through the roof because he's wide receiver two with Joe Burrow playing out of his mind. I think that's, you know, definitely worth mentioning. I, I think that both of these receivers are good. I think both of them as top 24 every week is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I, I think so too. Now, if you have Jamar Chase and you need to win now, try your best to trade him to a team who is six and one, five and two. Do what you got to do. Right, even if you get shafted on the trade, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be fair. Okay, just get guys who you can who can just get guys who can help you win right now. Don't worry about what Chase will do for that dude you traded him to. You know when he comes back, you have to worry about your own team. You have your own team to worry about. Just just get those wins right now. And if you need wins, do not let Jamar Chase just sit on your bench. Right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, another piece of news here. Kadarius Tony was traded to the Chiefs for a conditional third round and sixth round pick. Uh, that's a considerable package for Tony right there. Apparently, he's healthy. They have a bye this week, and he's going to be good to go after the bye. He he pulled uh, Kevin Nash in the wheelchair with the fake cast, apparently, and it seems like it's true in this scenario. So, you know, here, here here's the thing: Kadarius Tony instantly becomes in line to compete for the highest target share among wide receivers on the Chiefs. On, on the Chiefs, There is no wide receiver on the Chiefs that has higher than 18% target share this year. Juju has 18% on the year. MVS has 15% on the year. And he is a wide receiver who has been commanding targets when he's on the field. Um, he was 12th among all wide receivers last year as a rookie in yards per route run. And the fact that he crossed the two yards per route run threshold is a big indicator of future success. And we've talked about that at length this preseason. And once he saw playing time last, he was being targeted at a higher rate per route than any other wide receiver in the league. And what is the yeah. hardest thing to do as a wide receiver in this league? It's to earn targets. And when a wide receiver's earn targets, you got to pay attention. Regardless if there's no one behind him, it's a very hard thing to do. And then I haven't even mentioned his yards after the catch ability. Right, so like yeah. you kind of put that all together, and you combine it with Andy Reid. This is a dangerous situation right now. Yeah, and with Kadarius Tony, you look at the Chiefs' offense. You know, I would be a little bit less excited about Kadarius Tony if someone like Juju or you know MVS has established themselves at this point as like a clear number one. Obviously, Juju's come on the past two weeks, but nobody is really you know 
be taking that wide receiver one spot, that sole wide receiver one spot on this Chiefs offense just yet. And with Patrick Mahomes at the quarter at quarterback, you know, that is gonna be, you know, huge if somebody can do that. I think Kadaris Tony can do that. You know, we just talked about his ability to what's called demand targets, that kind of thing. I think that if he could step in and have him like build a role for himself, a niche in this offense, he's gonna be just fine. I think he might have really good days ahead of him. Obviously we were excited about him on the Giants, you know, because there wasn't much competition but now it seems like that wide receiver room's got a little bit crowded and they shipped him out to kansas city i think it's a crowded wide receiver room but he might be the most talented uh receiver there right now yeah i i, I think you're right and outside these of are all reasons he's a he's a tight end yeah yeah exactly and these are all reasons i was high yeah. on drafting him this offseason at his price you know and now he's in the chiefs and i think as long as he stays healthy he has a chance of surpassing these guys in target share um, now, this is also good news for Wanda Robinson rest of season. He's the clear number one guy there right now moving forward. Um, he should be at least a low-end PPR wide receiver three at the very least. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I like Wanda Robinson. I like his ability. You know, it looks like he he's almost like a smaller version of Kadarius Tony, just the way the speed that he plays the twitch, you know. So that's kind of what he reminds me of. But I, I think that, you know, he's going to be a nice, safe option in the passing game, even though Daniel Jones, He's not a great passer. He's a game manager with legs. That's about it. But I, I think that if anybody's going to get done through the air in New York, it's going to be Wandale. Zach is officially the Leonard Fournette truther and the and the Daniel Jones hater. I'm a Daniel officially. Jones truther. That's what I am. <laughs> the truth <laughs> is that he can't play. That's what I think. I love that. I love that. That's great. Um, all right, let's get into some more news here. Uh, Debo Samuel so far this week has not practiced. My guess is that he's going to be out. Uh, let's see if he gets any practice time today on Friday. If he's out, upgrade all the other receivers, including Christian McCaffrey. Um, I don't think Jalen Ramsey ends up shadowing Brandon Ayuk, just not what he really does. So I wouldn't be too you know thrown off by that. I would have Ayuk in my lineup as like a solid wide receiver too this week. Yeah, I, I like Brandon Ayuk. He actually has shown me a little bit that he, you know, he can handle a higher target share and get it done through the air. I wasn't, you know, too turned on to that idea. I wasn't sure how good this 49ers offense was going to be, obviously, with Trey Lance and then Jimmy Garoppolo coming in. But he's looked good the past two weeks. I think you could trust him, you know, to produce this week. All right. Metcalf uh, also will probably won't play this week, you know, so expect Lockett to be the focal point of that passing attack, who, by the way, got a full practice in on Thursday. And if you want to throw in Marquise Goodwin, if you're desperate, sure. Uh, but I think Lockett, you know, we'll talk about it because we're talking about wide receivers today and why I like his matchup uh, more than more than most this week against the Giants. Now, I we just got an alert here that Zeke did practice. Is that right? Did he practice today? I think we did. I'm looking at I'm looking that up right now. If he did, that did would be some. He's he's not he, apparently he's not expected to play, um, but he did practice on Friday, or he is going to practice on Friday, something like that. I have to check. I think I saw some sort of alert that came through saying that you know he was actually had a shot to play. I think the report was. Zeke has a chance to play this week against the Bears. It was the wording of the report that I saw. He's doing better than anticipated, but he might not play. That's the report I'm seeing right now. And I would assume he doesn't play. Now, either yeah. way, you know, I would say that they, they're probably going to do their best to sit him. Like, he probably wants to play. He's probably going to do what he can to play. But 
uh, my guess is that they're going to try to sit him. They're going to have him rest through the bye. So, you know, that's what I would assume. Either way, I'm playing Tony Pollard. <laughs> um, so, and, and they had that buy coming up as well. So, like, you might be able to have Tony Pollard as an RB1 this week. You might be able to have Tony Pollard as, as an RB1 coming out of the buy as well if Zeke continues to be out. We'll see how that, how that knee is treating him coming out the buy. Um, Devontae Adams has the flu. Looks like he, someone didn't get their flu shot. Uh, a bad yeah. one, apparently. And he might have to get this flu game, Michael Jordan flu game going because Marshawn Lattimore is probably out this week and he hasn't practiced yet with an abdomen injury. So Devontae Adams is expected to play. So, you know, just, but I would just have a backup option just in case that flu gets bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alan Lazard, he said himself that he probably won't play this weekend due to a shoulder injury. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was talking smack, serious smack about Romeo Dubs on the Pat McAfee show, talking about limiting his reps out there. He didn't mention Dubs by name, but who the hell else was he talking about? He was talking about Romeo Dubs, um, who, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like, threw a skip pass at him, like, it hit the floor first, and then he's blaming Romeo Dubs for that, and there's been other things that he's blaming him for, uh, but Dubs didn't have one catch in that game last week. Christian Watson has been limited in practice this week. Who knows if he'll end up playing? But he's worth a prospective add in case he does end up playing because he's going to get some opportunity out of the gate here, it seems like. Randall Cobb's out. Romeo Dubs not doing his thing. And Sammy Watkins, you know, who knows you know, where he stands in the pecking order at this point. Um, but, you know, Dubs can also go out and have a big game this week, potentially. You never know. Like, he's definitely tough to trust right now. You know, with Lazard out, normally, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't talking shit, you would probably think that, all right, well, Dubs is going to go out and do something this week, right? And it's possible he still does. He might he might correct it, but he's just really hard to trust. Yeah, I, I'm not trusting any Packers receivers, you know, at this point in time because just the offense overall in Green Bay looks terrible. Aaron Rodgers seems to only be comfortable now where he was – he used to be comfortable throwing to Romeo Dubs. Obviously, he was like, all right, maybe you trust him a little bit as a receiver. Now he's only comfortable throwing to Aaron Jones. At least that's what it looked like last week because he threw both of his touchdowns to Aaron Jones. There weren't, you know, easy passes. It seems like Aaron Jones could get force-fed at this point. Aaron Aaron Rodgers isn't happy with his receiving core right now. I, I wouldn't be starting any of these guys with expectations of anything, um, you know, fantasy relevant. They're flex plays for me, every Packers receiver right now, um, you know, and maybe a wide receiver three in a pinch if you have that many slots on your roster. I, I would say Romeo Dubs is like a flex play at best, upside flex play, and then Christian Watson, you shouldn't, you shouldn't put him in your lineup, even if he yeah. starts. Um, now, Chuba Hubbard has been ruled out. So Deontay Foreman becomes a, a low-end RB2. Just remember, they're on a bad offense. They have the lowest implied or one of the lowest implied totals for the week this week. So don't expect a whole lot. However, he's still a good play. I would say, you know, he might see a role on all three downs. Maybe he's not an every down guy, but he's going to see a role on, on all three downs. And um, he he's looks solid so far this year. He's looked solid last year as well. So, you know, he could have a good game. I, I think if you have him, you need running back help. And Chuba, Chuba's out. You picked him up on waivers. Deontay's a good a good bet to be solid for you this week. It doesn't look like um, now. It doesn't look like Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson looks like he will be good to go this week, which is good. Which is good news for them. I think is that good news. I don't know. If that's is good it news good news? We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think Cortland Sutton gets a bit of an upgrade with him back because you know over the first like five weeks of the season he's got it done with Russell Wilson. So I would assume that that's a good thing for him. You know, the Jaguars' perimeter defense isn't, you know, amazing. You know, they've held it down for the most part. 
But I don't think this is a matchup issue for Cortland Sun. I think he'll be fine this week. Mac Jones is going to be the quarterback for the Patriots this week. According to Bill Belichick, he said he will be the quarterback. And I think that means that he will be the only quarterback playing in this game. That's the hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a few guys who might be traded before Tuesday's trade trade deadline. Just want to mention a few of these guys before we get into the rankings. Uh, Jerry Judy, right? The Giants are interested, according to reports. You know, they badly needed a wide receiver. Um, he instantly becomes their best wide receiver, I think. Uh, I think that situation would be considered an upgrade for Jerry Judy, you know, if he's like the primary target on that offense. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, the way that he's being used right now in Denver's offense is not fantasy conducive. Obviously, he's had a couple, you know, splash games. But outside of that, nothing to really, you know, write home about with Jerry Judy. I think that Cortland Sutton's the guy there in Denver right now. And with Greg Dulcich coming on, you know, it looks like he's going to be pretty good in this offense, especially with Russell Wilson. He's been targeting tight ends a lot. You know, Jerry Judy just feels like he's not home in the offense. You know, they did spend a first-round pick to get him. They're not using him like a first-round pick. I think that he'd be better off, you know, maybe if he goes. Like you said, the Giants are one of the potential suitors. We just talked about Wondell Robinson. That would lower my um, opinion of his value. But I think that Jerry Judy, if he does move, his value can only go up because right now it's boom or bust every week. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Alvin Kamara as well. Apparently, the Eagles are interested in trading for Kamara. Kamara even posted the Michael Jackson uh, popcorn meme in, you know, in the movie theater right on Twitter. Yeah. So maybe that would indicate that he would welcome a move to go from a losing team to an undefeated one. Um, that would, would <laughs> that would kind of be better for Kamara. Like, I think it would be like a CMC type of situation where the touches and opportunities might go down just a bit, but the efficiency goes up, right? And Miles yeah. Sanders would obviously take a big hit if that were to happen. I feel like if they bring in Kamara, they should probably trade Sanders like in that same deal back to New Orleans. Right. I think that, you know, you talk about maybe it being Christian McCaffrey situation. I think that kind of sums it up perfectly. I don't think this would be a necessary addition to the Eagles roster. It would be, you know, splashy. Obviously, it would be like, okay, the Eagles are all in. We know that this offense is just going to be ridiculous now, but there's already A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts is fancy. He's a fancy producer on his own, you know. And then you have Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell getting it done. I, I don't think there's too much room for Alvin Kamara to, to improve. I think I view him very similarly to where he's at right now um, in the Saints backfield because yeah. the Saints offense hasn't been that good for Kamara so far. Uh, Brandon Cooks as well. Uh, I think his value, no matter where he lands, will go up. Um, the quarterback situation has been extremely rough for him this year. Um, yeah. Davis Mills, somebody that we thought maybe could take a step forward this year, has taken a step backwards. So he's not the answer. Um, and, you know, if he lands on the Packers, great. But the Packers are apparently trying to get A.J. Green. So who knows what will happen there. A.J. Um, Green. Did, did you hear about that? No, I didn't did hear you? about that. But that's yeah, disgusting that's, anyway. Yeah, it is. <laughs> apparently Aaron Rodgers has been wanting to play with A.J. Green. You know, to each his own. <laughs> to each, to his, each own, his own. You know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick Ed yes. Green. You know, pick of the litter. I'd go for a higher profile target. Like yeah. maybe we could go get DJ, Derek Judy, Moore. a DJ Moore, a Brandon Cooks. You know, that'd be nice. Uh, Kareem Hunt. He can be a fantasy RB one on a few teams if he gets moved. Fourth mm -hmm. round pick apparently is all it's going to take. So that'll work. That I saw. I thought I saw a report somewhere that actually linked him to the Rams. I was like, oh, this this predict prediction could happen, you know? Maybe he'll go to the Rams. I was like, that would be perfect for him, I think. Because right now there's nobody in the Rams' backfield. I know Daryl Henderson's been all right. 
but Kareem Hunt would easily get the touches that he needs to go back to that. I think even elite RB1 status, you know, that we saw when he was with the Chiefs. Antonio Gibson apparently is interested. Uh, teams are interested in Antonio Gibson. We talked about him potentially being moved. The Bills, that would be a great option for him, I think. You know, the Bills could grab Kareem Hunt, but I feel like Kareem Hunt has been available for a while and the Bills just haven't been interested. But I think Antonio Gibson could be an interesting one moving forward. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. Were there any other names that I missed that were potentially, you know, on the on the trade block? Not I that so. I really, you know, can think of off the top of my head, but with Antonio Gibson, right. I, you know, yeah. you talk about him maybe going to the Bills. I think that would just be more of the same in the Bills' backfield. I think they have a lot of jack-of-all-trades, but masters of none there. That's what kind of what Devin Singletary is. He's all right. And I think Antonio Gibson is all right. I think it would just make it a little bit more of a mess. You know, Devin Singletary. It would only hurt Devin Singletary. It wouldn't provide Antonio Gibson any boost, I don't think. I think Antonio Gibson would be easily the best running back in that backfield. I don't think Devin Singletary is that good, man. And I think Antonio Gibson is a good running back, just being severely underutilized on that offense. He's a really, really good pass catcher. Um, And I feel like since they're not going to give, you know, James Cook that work in the passing game, maybe because he's not as good of an all-around back, um, you know, Antonio Gibson probably has is more skilled in that department, just being better all around, but being a better pass catcher than Devin Singletary. That's fair. Maybe I'm being a little too harsh because we've only seen Antonio Gibson on the commanders and the football <laughs> team. You know, so, that's, that's, so. that's literally it has to be it, man. I don't Perhaps know. Perhaps I, I would love to see harshly. him in a new new uh, a new spot just because I've I I I don't like I don't think Antonio Gibson is like one of the best running backs in the league. I just think he's just way better than how they've been using him. That's all. You know? Yeah. All right. I I I guess that's true. I'll give you that. Maybe thanks, maybe, man. Like I said, maybe I was too harsh, but we'll see. I appreciate it, man.